And you join us here on the hurling chat on uh, over the line here on Galway Bay FM, where we're looking forward to Galway against Antrim this weekend. Niall Canavan and Cyril Donlan are with us, and I suppose uh, certainly, Cyril, this is uh, a tricky game in that it's in Corrigan Park, not a venue Galway have played in recently. Uh, you're playing an Antrim team who last time out really put it up to Dublin, didn't they? Yeah, and it's it's a it's a venue I have never been into. I've never played in it and never been to. And there wouldn't be too many of them in, in Ireland in the sporting circles that um, are supposed to have a brilliant atmosphere, supposed to be kind of on the edge of the seat stuff, very passionate about their hurling up there. So it's great for Galway to go up there early in the year. And it'll be hostile enough in, in, the, in that sense. You would go to a lot of league games uh, when you were a player and, and over the last number of years that there'd be a crowd in it, but there'd be no one getting excited about much where yeah. they seem to be very excitable about their, their hurling up there. So, and you made a point there, now, and I couldn't cross it straight away, that you're playing them, but it's actually a, a rehearsal for you're playing them also in the championship up there. So from that way, it's a benefit, isn't it, to huge. management players logistically? I'm talking as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, huge, and uh, it just gives it's a dry run for championship, and uh, look, most of the Galway players would have been would have been well well known for Westford Park and the trip to Westford Park or Nolan Park or or, or Parnell Park in in the for the Leinster championship, but unusual to be going up there. So uh, it's a dry run for that, but also to. They're going to feel an atmosphere there like that mm. ahead of probably what they got in Thurles uh, two weeks ago. So um, a good test for them and to see where they're at. And I suppose Niall uh, against Dublin, but for the, the slip by the keeper at the end, unfortunate slip, that the ball went into the back of the net for Dublin, Dublin were, be, were being bet in Corrigan Park. Yeah, it's that sort of a venue really. I know Kilkenny went up there a couple of years ago and, and struggled to win and I think they went up a second time. I think they went for goals early and put them away and I think from a Galway perspective, I think that'll be important. But I think as Cyril said, to, it's, a, it's a precursor to the Championship. The Championship is the 18th of May. We're now into the end of February so you're looking at in 10 or 11 mm. weeks' time going up there again, you get the run into the pitch, you see what it's like, you see what the, the dressing rooms are like, the venue is like itself, the crowd in on top of you, because whatever way it'll be next Sunday, mm. come championship time, it'll be uh, a lot more uh, imposing. But it's going to be a difficult venue anyway. We, I know that they haven't played there before since, I think, the 1940s or 50s. It was used to be Caseman Park, obviously. Yeah. I know Cyril played up there in the past as well. I think we flew yeah. up at one stage uh, many, many did years ago. Did you ever ago. play in Corrigan Park, I wonder? I you, so. What did you say, 40s, 50s? <laughs> yeah. No, he, was he on the squad at that well, time? You never know. <laughs> never know. But uh, it's going to be an, an, an intimidating place. And, and Dublin were looking to get out of there. They got a fortunate goal near the end uh, to win by a point. And yeah. any team that goes up to Corrigan Park, any team that goes up to Antrim, um, they're really passionate about their sport up there really passionate about the hurling up they, there and it means a lot yeah and they play a brand of hurling that's suitable to them mm. like they're a big strong team yeah. they're good and contested you know and it's in your face kind of hurling which is a nice type of hurling to watch like if you watch the games from there any games they played over there in the last few years they've been a good brand of hurling about Antrim and they go for it do you know yeah. go for goals take the man on as often as possible and uh, there's a rawness about them but impressive enough at the same time and Darren Gleeson is in year five. Now, he has lost a number of key players. I mean, obviously, Neil McManus is gone, but I think there's four of the Dunloy lads, Sean Elliott, Ryan Elliott, Owen O'Neill, Keelan Malloy not playing. But he's still got Conal Cunning. Um, is it Paddy Welch in defence is an extreme... Or Paddy Burke, I should say, in defence is a very good defender. So you can see that he, he they will target, he will target these home games to get some kind of a, a performance out of them, won't he? Yeah, but for something to last into year five in any, in any, in any management or coaching setup. They have to be going right. They have to be getting a good buy-in, and he has to feel something when he's gone up the road in the sense that he's making progress with a team. And 
if you're five years in a place, there'll be always changes of personnel, but uh, he's got a good thing going up there and he knows he's getting a good tune out of them and that's why that relationship has continued. Tip and Galway last uh, two weeks ago, now it's hard to be, there was a lot of hurling in the meantime in colleges and, and for Skibbon and all that, which we'll chat about later on, but I suppose, Nigel, what were the big takeaways from that Tip performance? Great character in coming back twice, but I suppose ball winning on puck outs, maybe slow starts, maybe unforced errors leading to scores might have been some of the things you'd be looking at, I would Yeah, imagine. and Tipperary, aside from that, it was 24 points apiece, I think, with a couple of minutes to go, despite Galway playing so poorly for long stages in the game. The first one, obviously, the uh, their ability in the air. I think Conor Bolt caught serious ball in the half-back line. Um, we weren't able to, to do that and it's been a facet of Gala's play for many, many years at all levels realistically that uh, the other teams seem to be better than us in the air and it's something that, that Gala would need to work on or work on a system of play whereby you, you'll be able to get the, the best out of the players that you have in the various different positions. The other thing to take out from the game was the fact that as you said we started poorly in both halves. That's been a feature over the last couple of years. I know we said it Previously, last year against Dublin, I think Galway went 12 points down, came back to go in front, went 8 points down against Kilkenny in the Championship, went 6 points down against Wexford at the start of the Championship. And you'll come back on some days, but other days you won't. And it takes so much out of a team, and Cyril yeah. can relate to it when he's playing himself, to get back into a situation where you're 7 or 8 points down, to get back level, it takes so much out of a team that you often see it, and as we saw the last day, that the, the team that were ahead initially go ahead and win the game. And... It takes so much out of a team, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, hurling is changing in the sense that the flow of six, seven or eight points can change very, very quickly. Yeah. That a team, it's, and we see it in Munster Championship has thrown that up um, time and time again. It can be eaten up quickly. Yeah, like, that yeah. a six point, uh, mm. and one time six point lead needed to be goals to get back at. But, but you don't need to be at it being going behind every day. No, so no, yeah, no. no. Well, you're eating a lot of energy. Aren't no, you? you are, you are. And obviously your, your aim is not, not to be falling behind in, in regards to that. And you'd want to be always leading from the front. Uh, I suppose the only area I would have seen is when you when you looked at the fixture start to the league, they were the two highlights, the Tipper, the Tipperary game and the Limerick game, to me were the two big highlighted ones. Uh, now with that loss down in Simple Stadium, every game is important <coughs> up to, to a point that if you if you land to Paddy's weekend to Limerick down in Limerick, you need to have wins, you need to have yeah. beaten Antrim and you need to have uh, beaten Dublin in order, in order to make that a good contested game. I'd imagine that's what Galway want, uh, a big game down there. So they need to take care of business in between. And it's two, two tough fixtures uh, off uh, Antrim away and, and Dublin at home uh, to get to that. I would have thought that you might have seen um, by, by both, but maybe I was naive with colleges and stuff still going on, that you would have seen a stronger tip team on uh, paper and a stronger Galway team on mm. paper. Similarly, I was thinking you'd have 12, 13 of both. Uh, that would have been playing in Limerick last year in the knockout championship game. Both were well down in numbers. Yeah. Still not a bad game for the time of year. Thurless was wet and underfoot. They they had said that uh, the ground conditions were, were, were poor or they got a lot of rain over the few days. So it wasn't a, wasn't a brilliant game. What could you take out of it? Shouldn't be, as Niall says, shouldn't be going uh, six, seven points down and having to go chasing yourself the whole time. But uh, both camps would want to be looking for improvements later in the league. And players, I presume, as well are going to come back. We saw the last day, I think Darren Morrissey came in, yeah. Dahi Burke came in. And so, so All yeah. these guys need to get game time. We know that Brian Concannon and that... Um, a couple Kevin Coney, Cahill Mannion are still on the... Yeah. Long-term injuries mm. and realistically, you probably won't see those guys in the league. But 
will you see more game time now getting into the likes will you start Dahi Burke the next day do you start Darren Morrissey do you start putting your team in place now does David Burke Finton Burke these kind of guys come into the yeah, play the, I think the Thomas is contingent and they're back in they should be back in for a few yeah. weeks now so I think I know the two Cooney starts down at Thurles but I think we should see a more of a flavour of them going forward in the league and by all accounts, I think Keane Mahoney's obviously, we saw him in the squad the last year, Jerry Kelly's in there. I believe Greg Thomas has been brought back and Niall Collins from the Skibbing Gaze as well. Go back to the puck house for a minute. I'm intrigued in the sense that there's a lot of components in puck house, lads, isn't there, in terms of, obviously there's a goalie. At the minute, it looks like there's a kind of, um, you know, Derek has got the last two games. He's probably got more games than Ian and Murphy in the last few, in the World Cup and the league. Then you're on the receiving end, have we a ball winner? Are we identifying a ball winner in the half-forward line midfield area? Or is it all yet too early to be shown this? Are you still trying to get everyone up to speed? You're at, what, game three in the league now. Are you are you at the point where you need to start putting in a bit of patterns to your play and stuff? Like, with restarts, it's kind of variation is key. Or, or, or identify uh, opposition weakness, which you can't do early on in the yeah. league because there's so much variances. So... That's kind of your 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 um your view of it in a champion championship perspective. In order to be doing things, you need personnel on the field that you want to be doing. I'd imagine we're still at an early stage for that with with the Laha movement. Like you even see with the Fitzgibbon, it's a bit more traditional than where yeah. where they put the ball because they don't have enough time together. Yeah. Mm. And the, the league somewhat should be something like that as well because you have so much uh, variation in the starting 15 and every day and in the panels it should be a small bit more traditional and I think teams kind of fall in between they're trying to implement little things and thing here and there yeah. yeah yeah, and with personnel that are not aligned with each other and then it falls down unless you're a team that are doing the same system for a number of years you see that in football and you see it in the kind of possibly Limerick you might see it a small bit with the clear hurlers with a few years with, with, with uh, Lohan as well and you see a, a clear path with Waterford but I think it's a bit early to go looking at all that mm. weather, pitches, uh, personnel. I think that's a thing that is from from possibly Paddy's day onwards, you know. The, I suppose the unforced errors to a degree are in the same territory, aren't you? Lads probably aren't sharp. Then you have the situation where some lads are playing, are playing Fitzgibbon or probably have played a lot in a, in a sharp period of time. But you would say the unforced errors that lead to scores is something you could kind of iron out quickly enough, wouldn't you, like? Yeah, and I suppose... Any goalkeeper or any defender, if you're going short or whatever, you're going to lose ball eventually. Yeah. Somewhere along the line, you have to take it that you're probably going to concede, sir, let's say, a number of scores, most days, a couple of scores anyway, from over balls being overturned. It's just how you react to them, isn't it? Yeah, like uh, an intercounty hurler, you're responsible for your own skill set in regard. You're responsible with your, with your, whether you need to be getting to a wall ball, whether you need to, like, there's, there'll be a group thing that's going on in training collectively, what's going on, but outside of that, you need to look after that. And it's hard early in the year because it's the heaviest time of year, January, February. It's Fitzgibbon come in, it's the heaviest time of year for load in regards gym work is it would be max and you'd be sore like January is no doubt about it the hardest month you'll train as an intercounty player because you, you feel like you're forever sore yeah and but you need to get in your balls like a person I, I'll just give you my own example like you need I need load of, I used to need a load of hurling yeah and there's players out there that need that and just haven't got to afford that opportunity early on in the year yeah. so versus would say you were playing for skin but say when you were at, at the end of your career where you hadn't the Fitzgibbon you could have another lad beside you that was coming off four or five Fitzgibbon games a few league games a few Welsh Cup games that could be very sharp yeah and and that's kind of what you're getting but you do need to look after your own hurling and if you are contributing to a team that's putting on a lot of unforced errors 
well, you need to sort yourself out. So I'd be a bit more, I'd be a bit more, whenever you're in and part of it, putting on a Galway jersey, you're responsible for that. And I'd imagine Galway management to be that way in, in their line of thought as well. You look after your own patch in regards to your own basic skill set in order to add to the team. Some other interesting things, I mean, we've seen, say, Derek has started the two league games. We've had two different full-backs. We've had T.J. Brennan. We've had Parik Mannion the last year. We've had two sixes. We've had Shane Cooney and Dahi. Um, when does that kind of get fixed up, Niall? Or are you still looking at options and players that can do things for you on certain days in, in various positions? Well, I know Cyril mentioned the game against Limerick, I'd say, Paddy's Day. I think you'll get a fair education that, I'd say, is where Galway yeah. are at in the sense that you're playing Antrim now and you're playing Dublin. You're going to play both of them, or you're going to play one of them. Anyway in the you're going to play both of them in the championship, obviously. But then you're going to you're going to play play Limerick, obviously the All Ireland champions. Both of them at that stage will probably have most of their teams back. You would think, and I think by that stage you'll see guys into positions. But even now, you're, you you're still see, only eight weeks yeah, next Sunday from the first round against Carlow. So, well, you look at Keenan Fahey, for example. He has been at wing back for the two league games so far. Has got a goal and two points. Has been very very impressive. I'm sure Gall will probably keep up there again next week and just see how he goes because he set, seems to be settling into that position. But three and six seem to be the two big ones. Um, Dahi Burke uh, came on the last day. Um, will he go in centre half back? Will G Mac come back or will TJ Brennan or Parik Mannion go back in full back? It'll be interesting to see. But I think from now on, you'll probably see over the next couple of games guys settling into positions. But again, it's that Limerick game, I think, in March 17th is going to be a big one as to where Galway are at. And you'll see a lot more with regard uh, to the team lineouts on that day as to where guys will be playing during the year. Yeah, if you look at the, if you even look at the fixtures, uh, round four and round five, in round four, Clare are playing Kilkenny, Limerick are playing Tipperary, that's on yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Like, they're too big. Yeah. You'll see teams really going at it. You'll see really strong strong teams in that. And then the following weekend, Limerick are Galway stand out. Wexford Cork could be a good one. They're both lining each up, especially with the Leinster Munster team. And Warf Kilkenny, a Leinster Munster team. I'd imagine the last two rounds of the league, we're going to see a lot of, of quality hurling number one, teams being at the strongest possible with the Fitzgibbon closed off and, and, and no other competitions in the way. That's where you're going to see. And then you're looking, that's a month, to, a five weeks to a month out from Munster Championship, Leinster Championship. Mm. So teams really need to be getting their house in order within two weeks. So Galway Dublin is in round four, Limerick Galway in round five. You'll have to be seeing where we're at at that stage. And I suppose the other thing is you're playing Antrim and Dublin in the Championship as well. So, you you know, we'll have long forgotten about the February league games by the time the Championship comes as well. You have to be realistic there as well. You're not going to show everything. No, you're not going to show everything. And it, it, there's, there's years where if you, like, even looking back over the last decade or that, there was years where we would have beaten Dublin in the league and we didn't beat them in Championship. Or you'd have beat them well in the league and then you go and beat them well in championship. I don't think it correlates okay. really. Mm. But at the same time, if you have a block of work done, you want a reward for it. And if you have a block of work done in the year, the in the year, you want to be leaving Corrigan Park or you want to be leaving Pierce Stadium in a few weeks' time saying, Here, that's the, that's what I get out of working hard for a number of weeks, or that's what the team is getting out of working hard for a number of weeks, and you build on that thing. I suppose the other thing, in fairness to the attack. I mean, we talk about maybe at times we're not winning enough possession, but they still put 24 points up on the board against Chip. They put up a mammoth score against Westmead first day out or whatever. So there does seem to be scope in that Galway attack to hurt teams, isn't there? Yeah, and Conor Whelan's back in, obviously, he's team captain and full forward now. Um, Conor Cooney got five points from play the last day. And, of course, you have to bring in the couple of lads that are injured. Yeah. Uh, we'll come back into yeah. that at some stage along yeah. the line. Declan um, McLaughlin's Declan injury McLaughlin's, was unfortunate yeah. for him. Where like, 
he'll be hoping that would have been a, a start of a good season for him. He has done very well for, for Mary I and just unfortunate to pick up that injury. Hopefully he'll bounce back from that. Had played a few vital minutes for Galway last year and you'd be like to see more of it when, when, when he returns. Evan Island obviously taking the freeze, um, 21 points so far. Um, Tom Monaghan has had a good campaign so far, that's seven points in the league so far. Do you know, he's yeah. able to snipe two or three points every day he goes out. And he's going to, I think he's a vital component of the team, whether you play him at midfield or whether you play him in the half-forward line. Um, Joseph Cooney, I believe, back, yeah, back in the squad as well. As well which which could a, be an option for yeah. ball winning further up the field as well, couldn't yeah. it? Come Cannon to come back yeah. into it. Colin so, Mannion. So uh, we're still at the early stages. Yeah, 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 we want to be seeing the finished product in February, but yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to. <laughs> We look forward to it live, of course, on Galway BFM on uh, Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock, throwing in Corrigan Park. As a quick look back at uh, what seems to have been a plethora of hurling uh, in the last few weeks. The Fitzgibbon final ended with a great win for Mary I over uh, an all-Limerick final against UL. Uh, University of Galway, great run, but came up one stuck again again we streamed Nile, the quarter-final, the semi-final of the Fitzgibbon. It was a game in... Bearfield that Wednesday night they could have gone either way Tiernan and Killeen had a chance to equalise it if the death didn't happen but I suppose Mark Rogers had a major impact on that game a huge impact on the game and like he was negated completely almost in the first half until yeah. the final ball that went into him just before half time he turned was it all notice was taken down was bearing down on goal and then after half time there was an unfortunate slip by both himself and Dar- and didn't consequently Darren Morrissey slipped because I don't think he expected Rogers to slip Ball broke inside and, and he sunk it in the net and he got three points. Now he got three unbelievable yeah, points after that, in fairness. They were real inter county points uh, and was really, really good, but there was nothing between them. Um, God, we would be disappointed because they had them on the rack, yeah. had they? Yeah. They had chances. Um, Liam Collins came on and got two lovely points. Like they came You'd back. I wonder, from, could he have been in earlier? Yeah, um, and I suppose he was warming up on the Sunday before that and maybe you were looking at it as if you were the management of the college team you were kind of saying he hadn't played any game in a number of months yeah. so was it a if risk if he had got on in Thurless if maybe. he had got on in yeah. Thurless maybe but he scored two lovely points and he's an option now for Galway as yeah. well of course in, in, uh, for next weekend um, but they'll be disappointed in the sense that they've got so close in two out of the last three years they've lost to UL three years in a row last year obviously UL were exceptional and, and beat every team quite comfortably two years ago could have won it that final down at Carlow yeah could have won the semi-final this year but there was no guarantee you'd win the final because in fairness to Mary I they had their homework done they and went for the yeah. final and were exceptionally good in the final and were good all year and were good all year yeah, and yeah. when you looked at their team I know we were speaking before yeah. the three was about Mary I's team that the players they had yeah. they seemed to be overlooked entirely yeah. and like they had Adam Hogan they had um, O'Brien O'Brien had, yeah, Colin yeah, O'Brien yeah, was yeah. captain two midfielders yeah. like Brian, they had a serious team yeah. Declan McLaughlin got injured they had a right good team and, and in fairness to them Jamie Wall and Podge Collins, these guys will be delighted. It's their third one they've won now. Um, with a limited number of players in the sense that there's, it's, it's essentially a primary school teacher training college plus an arts degree that goes on there. So there's nothing else essentially going on there. But you and can attract a good cohort can. of players at yeah. a specific time. Yeah. Like, yeah. And of course, John McDonough from yeah. was playing wing forward in my Colin lad and had lost two finals previously with, yeah. with Galway and goes down to Mary I, wins the final and was very good on Colin English and Colin English Cochran, was yeah, kind of or Colin uh, Cochran yeah. well wrecked by the time Shane O'Brien comes out onto yeah, him yeah. then and who runs at him yeah. his own teammate from, from Limerick but um, fair play to them and there was four goal lads on the panel and well done to them all one thing sir you'd have to say the, the pitches they played the two games on like 
Yeah, but is a, that for is that for skipping? I think it adds to it. <laughs> it does, you know, yeah. it's a brilliant competition, yeah, yeah. and uh, and the only the only thing I have, I remember two thousand and two, uh, I remember two thousand and two, two thousand and three, two thousand and three. I remember going to Athlone Fitzgibbon weekend. The likes of JJ Delaney, Tommy Walsh, all hurling for WIT. Like it was unbelievable. And at that time, you'd hardly find your boots in the pitch up in Athlone. Yeah. So like it adds to it. I, the only thing that's happened over the years is inter-county managers in the Sigerson and the Fitzgibbon the inter-county managers are having more and more with playing playing, playing their looking after their load of players playing players I hear, I'm hear i hearing uh, Sigerson where, where inter-county managers have pulled players yeah. out the evening or the day of a game um, so that's has there to be a window created for yeah, it in some fashion I'd love to see yeah, it because yeah. it's, a, it's a great brand of hurling yeah. It's really, it's really passionate type of hurling mm. that you can gather a heap of lads. Like it's a, it was a class experience. I played, played a lot of it when I was in LIT, and you'd have a few bottles of beer on the at the weekend, and you were going again the following Wednesday night, or yeah. and it was knockout hurling, and you were trying to get a team bond going, trying to get a series, trying to get lads from in different counties gelling to together mix, yeah. to mix, and then all have passionate after something. Mm. And it was near always boiled down to just a pint or two yeah, either way. Yeah. And the crowds go to it as well, don't they? Oh, like, uh, yeah. The massive yeah. crowds go to those games and yeah. you look forward to them because if you were, I know when the competitions were in Galway a few years ago, you're looking at the teams that were coming up. Like, yeah. I think there was a Friday evening when the, the weekend was, was on, I think was, was yeah. it was Carlo had a serious team and I think they got beaten by, was it Mary I or someone That's in the semi final? And then Mary I and UL was in the final in. in in, in Pure Stadium was it or was it Mary I and Carlo but anyway it was in the final it was an unbelievable game yeah. and yes had Declan Hannon and Aaron Gillan yeah. all these guys were playing starting out their careers and you could see even at that stage that those guys were, were going to be exceptional players and it's a wonderful competition and last week when we were in Bearfield the crowd that was in Bearfield yeah, was yeah. huge and even in Abbey Dorney in Kerry the heart of Hurling in Kerry yeah, like yeah. it meant so much I'm sure yeah. to the people yeah, of Kerry yeah. that that Fitzgibbon Cup final was down there yeah, and it probably maybe a touch earlier. Like, could you have it if you someone was in a in a in, went into provincial championships that they would didn't they were exempt from Fitzgibbon, yeah. and it was just inter county or if you'd finished with your club that you played in Fitzgibbon, and it might be played maybe around the Christmas or very early yeah, January. That, that league, I mean, Galway won the league, for instance. Could you tidy the league up a bit and maybe play yeah. a round or two before yeah. Christmas or? Yeah. But it did look at it, and look at my heart goes out to the players as well because for that period of the six weeks, you're trying to serve two yeah. masters, and it's not yeah. simple, like. And if you if you look at the likes of lads that are in a good vein of form at the minute, Garage O'Connor is in a good yeah. vein of form at the minute. Talked about a lot, playing a huge amount of games, played everything for tip and thing. So where is that going to leave him now yeah. in two months' time? Is he going to hit a flat in the middle of the monster? Is he emptying the tank like? Yeah. yeah, and that's kind of the question around yeah. that. How good was it for him playing every minute of that for both Tip and and UL over the number of weeks? So yeah, I'd be kind of keeping a small eye on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It is an intriguing. And thought, even the yeah. fact that guys from different counties spend each other, like Gerald O'Connor was centre forward for his team, and Colin Cocklin we say was wing back. Like is thin lads could be playing each other in the Munster Championship yeah, and yeah. beating lumps out of one yeah, another yeah, essentially yeah, like yeah, yeah. and going to college together and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Like it's it's a different concept completely and it's a wonderful concept and you yeah. just hope that it'll be able to, to to fit into the schedule a bit more as the years go on. A final word on the, the post primary. I mean we saw the kind of post primary we said with the A final we saw uh, Saint Rayfield's overcoming Prez by two points, then we saw last Sunday Arskull Reach the better and deserved winners over uh, Prez Athenry. We now know that uh, Rayfields are playing Nina CBS next Saturday, Saturday week in Tulla, in that All Ireland semi final. Rayfields have a bit of a chance here, have they? I think they have a real chance. Um, 
You have, we saw the game last weekend, Dorsgul Rich, as you said, were better than Prez. Physically, they were stronger. Um, Worryingly physically. Yeah. Like a lot of the clear yeah. guys that were on the clear minor team we were speaking about that won the All-Ireland last year were physically a lot stronger than the Galway counterparts that were on that team. Jim Stritch didn't tag out, yeah. uh, wasn't played at all, and they brought on uh, Sean Arthur, who was yeah. on the Clare minor team at corner yeah. forward last year in the All Ireland final, and he whipped over a point. And did you say on. that Arthur Reach have a, a strength and conditioning coach From in the school? I was told, yeah, they have an SNSC coach. Two teachers, you probably won't tell me that you have them fully, in your respective fully, schools as well. In but the school, <laughs> of course, they have, they have rugby and, and hurling like going at a, at a high level. and they seem to apparently they have one in there but maybe that's coming from the county boards as well I know Kilkenny are going down that route as well in their various different schools to try and and, and get the, the, the underage hurling going again which it is going to be going strong at Kilkenny but you've already now taking on uh, Kieran's in the one semi-final but you mentioned Rayfields against uh, Nina CBS um, Rayfields have a right good team the likes of Paddy McCory and these guys own mm. the lead um, and the players they have are exceptionally talented and they'll go a long way I think they'll beat Nina CBS and Will be in the final. Then the other semi final, I think, is a. Yeah. I think it's a 50 50 game between uh, Orsco Regions. Orsco Regions now impressed me enough, I have to say, the last day, even though they were beaten in the Munster, yeah. in the Munster or the Heart days, they But they were kind of half robbed. The, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah. They, they looked like they underperformed as well. It's lovely saying half yeah. robbed. Like. Yeah, they were. <laughs> yeah, you know, know. They, it was the only time the game they were behind yeah. was when the final yeah. whistle went. So. And it was a kind of a goal that came over. Yeah. yeah. Rayfields we have done a lot right yeah. in the last few years. Like they, They've been very competitive at all. At all. At all. Um, Grades yeah. within within the schools hurling, so they're getting reward from that, and they're putting a lot of effort into their senior hurlers in the last number of years. So uh, it'd be interesting to see how they do. You know, it's very very difficult competition, yeah. especially when you when you break out uh, break out Connacht. I think Prez were a small bit light for for the year that was in it, and like I had a guess. Maybe only six leaving certs, yeah. which is. I think a lot of them are there next yeah, year again, aren't they? I, yeah. yeah, yeah. From what I can gather, and I didn't look too much into it now, so I'd imagine they're going to have a strong, very, very strong team next year again. But uh, but it's awful difficult coming out. I mean, you know, you, like you've always been with Clare all the way. Night has been with Bridget's in terms of when you get out. You're even I was married in that our school last. They're they're pulling from effectively Clare and Limerick clubs. Yeah. I mean, Karen's just literally by them in. Yeah. Effectively. Um, so it is very difficult you're at an under 19 competition as you say you need those on that age as well don't you you need a lot of things to work for you yeah and I remember speaking to Aidan Hart he, he won a Hart Cup with, yeah. with Tulla and he said it was like the key and I was asking him trying to just pick his brains and he said the key was having lads up near the age mm. rather than a county minor a county minor 17 yeah, years of age yeah. it's two that, years it's two years yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a nineteen-year-old there, a lad just after turn nineteen. He's good playing that, you know. So, I, and I even I remember was it our school played um, Prez a couple of years ago, two years ago in the the quarter final, the semi final yeah. in Dangan. And I know Aaron Island was playing; he was only fifteen. Yeah. And the guy that was on him was on the Limerick under twenty squad. He yeah. was nineteen, like yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, the poor lad, it didn't correlate as regards yeah. the 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 strength and the respective strengths of the players at that stage. But for the four schools now that are in the Ireland semi finals, it's 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 great for yeah. the schools. We mentioned Portona Community School. That's right, yeah. Uh, Ballygar, Colossal Wear of Ballygar and St. Indus, where Cyril taught himself for a while. Um, God, he, all he left a legacy, didn't he? <laughs> I think he won a Connex C title when he was in there, but there's yeah. a lot of really, really good players in all those teams yeah. um, when you look through it. And, um, and it's great for those goals, B, C, and D. Like, I mean, you're into an All Ireland series now. Like, it, it's also nearly, dare I say, it's nearly like a marketing tool for a school yeah. as well, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. It gives a lift to the school, yeah. it gives a lift to the profile 
gives a lift to the hurling involved in it, to the teachers that are putting in the time and effort. Like, don't be fooled, the amount, the amount of effort that's, uh, that, that'll go into uh, a D, into the D competition of the likes of Indus or C competition, Belligar, is just as much as the likes of Rayfields and, and Portum are putting in. So. And when you look at the guys involved as well, I know David Tierney is with St. Indus yeah. and Tommy Fox with him. Yeah. Evan Island is over in Belligar, no? Mm. And if you go into um, Port Tumna community, I don't know the you have Rory O'Turishkin, Mike Fallon, these guys, Michael Mullins from Ethan Wright. Yeah. And I think Sean Tracy's in with them as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I saw that in the paper today. And so I think Port Tumna have really been trying to get out of B for the last two years, haven't they, really? Like, it's been the aim, obviously, it's a... Yeah, but they wouldn't have the same numbers maybe no. as the Prez Ethan Rice or no. the, the Rayfields as regards, or Clare Galway or whatever, yeah. from... Yeah. Just where location is, yeah, yeah. and in you know a lot of the teams around them, Teen Abidjanary have obviously joined up in the past. You have the Father Joe Walsh's as well. So the numbers are, are a lot less than they than they would be in other places. And but they have some exceptional Brian hurlers. Yeah. Connor Fahey's team captain Brian Horn is very good. Um, Johnny Kelly's dad earless only fifteen. He's playing corner forward. He's very good. Um, so very he's good. a really good player as well, and they've um, they they have an exceptional team. And Adam Rock when he came on I think he could have been injured he's a really good player from Mullia mm. so there's a lot of if when you look at if you look at say St Kieran's they're, they're dominating yeah. in, in Leinster but and they really have everyone from Kilkenny mm. but if you look at the spread if you go from Belligar into St Indus from Portumna over as far as Lockray and further on into town again you have the, nearly the whole of the county yeah. for, for teams that are that are involved in All-Ireland series which is great Lads thanks for your thoughts and we look forward to chatting you again